listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in to episode number 162 We're going to recap the fun and exciting SSW Horsepower Show in Kenosha with the great main event of EC3 and Jordan Cross, including reaction from Cross. Plus, we'll look back at Freelance Wrestling's Chai City and preview a big weekend in the area, including CSW, POW, and All Heel Wrestling. And we welcome, for the first time, a wrestler who will be at all three of those shows and he is the number one contender for the AHW World Championship, Dogface Bastard, Greg Murray. You can catch it all right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle. But what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www.trueheightstx.com or give them a call at 708-248-7039. My name is Storm Grayson. I'm your freelance wrestling world champion and your freelance underground independent champion. And you're listening to the Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome back to Windy City Slam Podcast. And you just heard from Storm Grayson, and he had a hell of a main event match this past Thursday night at Freelance Wrestling's Chai City at the Emporium Arcade Bar in Logan Square. Let's get into that show now. In the opening scramble match, we had Iron Demon Shane Mercer defeating Lobo Okami, Saban Gage, Aaron Payne, Sorter Incredible Iverson, and Blair Onyx when Mercer hits the Moonsault and Battery on Saban Gage and pins him. And in an upset, Coda Hernandez, one half of Pick and Pop, and one half of our guests from last week's show, he pins Isaiah Velasquez after hitting the ace of Freelance with a slapjack behind the referee's back. And then in tag team action, we had GPA and Laney Luck, defeating Chico Suave and Angel Escalera, when GPA pins Angel Escalera with a backslide with his feet on the ropes for leverage. And in one hell of a... Match, it was freelance legacy champion Brian Keith retaining the title over Raddy Daddy Cole Radrick after a soul fire bomb and pinfall victory. And then we had Craig Mitchell pinning Carlos Romo after a trapper keeper and another excellent match. And after the match, James Russo confronts Craig Mitchell once again. And then Iron Demon Shane Mercer attacks Craig Mitchell from behind, and that reveals his allegiance to James Russo. So now Iron Demon, Shane Mercer is coming after Craig Mitchell and look out for that match in the coming couple of months from Freelance. And then we had the Freelance Tag Team Championships, the Bang Bros, Davey Bang and August Matthews, defeating the Voros Twins after a double 450, aka the 900. And in your main event, Freelance World Champion Storm Grayson retains the title in a special challenge match, he defeats Trevor Outlaw. Grayson hits the knee trigger, pins Trevor, and even though Trevor main evented, Storm Grayson is still your freelance champion. Moving on to Friday night, March the 10th, SSW presented Horsepower in Kenosha. I was there covering the event ringside, taking pictures, mingling with the fans and the wrestlers. Great show at Mahone Middle School, over 700 fans. It was for a fundraiser for the school's end-of-the-year festival. Great turnout, awesome crowd. And here are the results from this show. We had the Heroes of Our Time, Mason Conrad and Joey Marks, 
defeating the team of Mayan Mahler Drew Hernandez and Gonzo. When both Conrad and Marks hit a double-team maneuver on Gonzo after Hernandez apparently abandoned his partner. And then we had TW3 against Psycho Boy Fodder that initially went to a no contest after Psycho Boy Fodder's second, Jay Cash, interfered in the match. But TW3 did not want a disqualification victory. He said he'll take on both Psycho Boy Fodder and Jay Cash in a handicap match. And the 80s baby wins the match, hitting the Trouble in Paradise and pinning Jay Cash. For the SSW Championship, returning after over a three-year absence, SSW Champion John Fate pins Notorious Dave Rydell to retain the championship when Fate counters Rydell and rolls him up for the pin. And then after intermission, Ice Pick Vic Capri comes down to the ring with Gonzo at his side. He runs down Kenosha. He runs down the special host of the evening, Mahone Vice Principal Steve Germain. And then, to a raucous ovation, Ryan Cross, a.k.a. Mr. Joe, as he is known at Mahone, as he was a security guard at the school. And ironically enough, it was his final night at the school as an employee. So it's kind of an emotional night, and people really just love Mr. Cross, Mr. Joe there. And then Cross challenges Capri to a match. Ryan Cross defeats Vic Capri after a backdrop driver after multiple referees were bumped. Now, before the finish, Jermaine came back in to stop Capri from using a steel chair on Cross after the first two referees were bumped out of the match. And then Jermaine unbuttons his shirt, reveals a referee shirt. Cross hits that backdrop driver, makes the pin, and Jermaine counts the three. And then after the match, Mr. Joe, or Ryan Cross, takes the mic, emotional speech to all the students and the staff over at Mahone Middle. And the crowd was really eating this up. And when Cross hit a superplex on Capri, I mean, I swear that place exploded. I mean, it was the loudest pop of the night. It was really, really cool. And this was a great, great show. And we're not even into the two main event matches yet. In the semi-main event, we had CBS 58 Milwaukee News anchor Mike Kirkhoff and the Fanny Pack Kid Cal Hero team up for a victory over the veteran Dr. X and the mysterious conquistador Antonio Pistolero when Kirkhoff hits the Stone Cold Stunner and pins Pistolero. Amazing tag team match there, and I'll tell you, for a guy who's had just a little bit of training here and there in the ring with some really good people, I might add, and he takes good care of his body. So Mike Kirkhoff, once again, really looked the part. Did a lot of things very well. Cal Hero did his shtick. And it was a hell of a tag team match there. And in your main event, former WWE superstar and Impact Wrestling World Champion, EC3 gets his revenge on the hometown boy Jordan Cross. Yeah. So now, after Jordan beat him at Warrior Wrestling, EC3 comes back into Jordan's backyard and gets the victory following a one percenter. Now, Cross actually looked like he was going to pull off the win and go to 2-0 when he hits the cross cutter. But then Cross went to the well again for another high-risk move. EC3 steps out of the way, hits the one percenter, and that was it. The crowd was quieted and stunned. And after the match, EC3 grabs the mic and initially said he did not believe Cross had what it took to get to the top. But then Cross snatched the mic right out of EC3's hands and said that he did have that. And EC3 finally believed him in what was a genuine moment of respect. EC3 then leaves the ring, leaving Cross to get the ovation from the fans. Once again, awesome event. Ryan Cross, Jordan Cross the roster of SSW, great job, awesome. They always do great work in Kenosha when they run their shows. And hopefully they'll have another show in the next few months. They usually run the Broadstop, and maybe they'll be back at the Broadstop in a few months. And if they are, go attend one of those shows. They're great. There's always some sort of former great legendary superstar there as well to talk to. Or even a guy like EC3, who's a great wrestler and... People know him, and he was really cool to the fans there as well. 
All right, after that crazy match for Jordan Cross, we caught up with the punk rock prince after the show to get his immediate reaction on his loss to EC3 and what else is going on in his career. Mike Panka from WindyCitySlam.com here and the host of the Windy City Slam podcast. We are here with the punk rock prince Jordan Cross at Mahone Middle School up in Kenosha just after Horsepower concluded about a half an hour ago. And Jordan, now EC3 squirt your series at one win apiece. It was a tough loss for you tonight, but you seem to earn his respect. So what's going through your mind? Um, I consider his respect a victory in my book. For as much as I hate the man, he has been just about everywhere and he has done just about everything. And if that respect is what it gets and what it takes to stop following me from show to show and getting my face, interrupting me, taking advantage of my matches, that's a victory in my book. I fought hard. Uh, I, I did everything I could, but I couldn't get it done tonight. Um, like you said, it's one and one. I think all that means is we got one more left in the tank before we call it a series. It'll be interesting to see if you guys do match up again, but let's move on to where you had that first match with uh, EC3. That's Warrior Wrestling. And you've been building up weights there lately like crazy, and now you're getting, on the next show, Beast Man on the 25th of March in Michigan. So what's that going to be like? I have no idea. I just know that that's a big boy. Uh, EC, uh, EC3 was a, a tough challenge, um, and I won. Carlos Romo, tough challenge, and I won. Sam Beal, tough challenge, and I won. If you're paying attention, there's a pattern there. Um, you know what they say, may the luckiest man win, and every time I step into Warrior Wrestling, that's what I plan to do is win. So I'm going to do what it takes to win. Uh, Beast Man, it's, it's on. Yeah, that's March the 25th in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Warrior Wrestling, Beastman versus Jordan Cross. It can catch Jordan Cross on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And what's your handle on those? Everything is The Jordan Cross. Jordan, thank you so much. We'll catch up with you down the line. Appreciate you, Mike. Moving on to this weekend in local action. Friday night, March the 17th, Chicago Style Wrestling presents Lucky You at the American Legion in Franklin Park. If you can't get a ticket, you can catch it live on IWTV. And some of the matches that have already been announced, we have the CSW Championship, a no-disqualification match, as Axel Rico defends against Shane Hollister. The CSW Metro Division Champion, Steve Boz, takes on J.J. Garrett. In a grudge match, we have Sky Blue against Heather Reckless. Conan Lycan against Warhorse, which should be a terrific match. And then in tag team action, we have Team Babushka, Mario Pardua, and Shelly the Bombshell Benson take on Joey Jet Avalon and Sierra. Plus, you're going to see special guest, Swaggle. Saturday night, March the 18th, Power Entertainment presents Saturday Night Fights at the T-Wood Barn Grill in Wooddale. And we have the Keys to the Kingdom Qualifier Royal. And then in singles action, Scott Spade with Tiny and Mistress Misery at his side, taking on an opponent of psychotic Jimmy Blaze's choice. And once again, we're going to see Acid Jazz take on Mateo Valentine, Chuck's Deluxe against Style and Shade Eaton, Axel Abrayo faces Tommy Macabre, plus you're going to see Moondog Murray, Mason Perks, Medix O'Bannon, and POW Midwest Champion, Kazile. Moving on to Sunday, March the 19th, we have All Heel Wrestling's March of War at the Starlight Skate Park in Winthrop Harbor. And for the AHW Change of Fortune Championship, Kenzie James defends against the debuting Haven Harris. And then for the AHW Midwestern Championship, in his first title defense, CJ Cole faces the veteran Pauly Tomaselli. And then for the AHW Women's Championship, Champion Leslie LaMuneca faces Blair Onyx. In a last-man-standing match for the AHW Hybrid Championship, Percy Drew's defense against demented Chucky Bates. Then the ice pick Vic Capri will be inducted into the AHW Hall of Fame. One half of the NWA Women's Tag Team Champions, friend of the show Missa Kate, takes on Shelly the Bombshell Benson. And then we have attorney Eric Schultz facing the debuting Eddie the Bruiser Cruz. For the AHW Tag Team Championship, Ghetto Gear Solid defends against Country Air. 
In a grudge match, Cody James faces Gunner Wicks. And in your main event for the AHW World Heavyweight Championship, we have Mateo Valentine defending against this week's Windy City Slam podcast guest, Dogface Bastard Greg Murray. Also advertised, we have Metalhead, Joey Jet Avalon, Sierra, the Mouth of the Midwest, Armando Alvarez, Perfection, and Nathan Now. And Nathan, the trademark from Northland Pro Wrestling, is probably going to be there again to wreak more havoc. At the end of AHW's last show back in November, war was declared. What does AHW have in store for Team Northland? And what does the trademark have in store for AHW? This is going to be crazy stuff. And you want to be there to see this, not only for the craziness of this feud, but the element of the skate park. Because there's a lot of crazy stuff that can happen in a skate park with all the ramps and jumps and everything else. So check this show out if you want to see something really crazy this weekend. And also this weekend, we have Thursday nights. PWX Power Hour in Streeter. Saturday night, March the 18th, Zawa Live is at the Prophetstown Rec Center. And also Saturday night, Southland Championship Wrestling returns with Mayhem at the Shabantz Civic Center in Shabantz. Two featured matches. We have, we have a coffin match with JPH and James Creed and a rematch for the SCW Genesis Championship. Irish Car Bomb Sean Mulligan defends against the Hawaiian Hitman. Koa Laksamana. Alright, coming up in mirror moments, we welcome on in for the very first time, Dog Face Bastard, Greg Murray. Stay tuned. Hello everyone, Maven, former WWE Superstar, Season 1 Tough Enough winner. Make sure you catch Windy City Slam podcast wherever podcasts are available. So Windy City Slam, check it out. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email Mike Pankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. Brand new SSW Tag Team Champion, the Punk Rock Prince, Jordan Cross, here live at the Broad Stop in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And you are checking out my best friends over at Windy City Slam Podcast. Mike Pankow, you are the man. Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, share, and everything else. And you can follow me at The Jordan Cross. I am the Punk Rock Prince. Thank you. All right, back here on Windy City Slam podcast this week. And I'm so excited to welcome, for the very first time, a wrestler who has competed in places as Chicago-style wrestling, POW Entertainment, Rockford Damage, and he's the number one contender to the All-Heel Wrestling World Championship. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the dog-faced bastard, also known in some circles as Moondog, Greg Murray. Greg, how you doing? I'm all good. How are you doing? Excellent. I'm glad to finally have you on the show. So glad to finally be on here. And you got a big weekend coming up here, and we're going to talk a lot about that. Uh, CSW on the 17th, Powell on the 18th, All Heel Wrestling on the 19th. And we're going to get into that in just a little bit. But first of all, I just kind of want to get a little bit of background on you. Uh, When did Mm -hmm. you get your start, and where did you start training? I started training in July of 2020. I debuted in January of 2021. Okay. And uh, who did you start training with? Was that the CSW school? No, it was with um, PPW out in Woodstock. And then uh, trained out there, made that debut in January, but then I was gone by August. I switched to uh, Boz and CSW. So you ended up with Boz uh, yes. in the summer of that year. Okay. Yes. And that is an excellent place to be. I mean, there's so many guys I've talked to that have gone through there. Uh, Mateo and Joey and Shelly the Bombshell and all yes. those great people. And you seem to be very close with a lot of those folks as well. Absolutely. We're actually uh, planning on seeing a concert on Sunday. <laughs> uh, or not, or uh, next Sunday, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sunday after. Because obviously I got AHW this Sunday, so I can't do it then. 
but uh yeah yeah we got yeah we, we hang out a lot hang out often usually when i'm in chicago i'm at shelly's house I'm watching 1994 raw with her <laughs> so it's uh yeah i love the i love all three all four of them all three of them excuse me to death i I'd do anything for them and I, I it's so cool to be friends with them you know because like that was a thing i was worried about you know of course like you know my sexuality so to meet other people that were in the lgbt spectrum and um to click with them as much as i do is a blessing yeah and like i said it's like a family atmosphere you guys are so tight Absolutely. and csws were i first started seeing you break through as a wrestler so just that entire experience of being in that CSW extended family with all the stars that they've gotten, all the young up and comers as well. It's a great mix. Yes, it is. Absolutely. It, it can't compare it to anything else. I, I would assume the black and brave guys can compare it to them because they seem like a really tight niche group too. Like every time I, I see, every time I see one of them, there's usually another guy from black and brave with them. So like they seem tight, just as tight as us. Yeah, Black and Brave is very well represented in CSW. You like them or hate oh, yeah. them or whoever you got. You got the Hate Keepers. You got Heather Reckless. A bunch of people that have come through uh, Black and Brave. I love Tupu. I'm a huge fan of Tupu. <laughs> it's because I love Umaga. Uh, mm -hmm. And Tupu reminds me a lot of Umaga. So, like, I'm a big fan. I would love yes, to wrestle. He, I would love to yes, wrestle Tupu. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's great. Yep. That whole group, I mean... As a fan, you might not like them, but as a, as a wrestling purist, you respect them because they know they're very well taught and oh, they're yeah. a very tight group. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, can't go wrong when you can say, "Hey, my trainer is Seth Rollins." Yeah, you know, pretty. Uh, that gets you some head turns. Like, excuse me, you know, like, you know, I think that that helped get your foot in the door. I've yeah, had a absolutely. few times, um, you know, telling people that Boz trained me, uh, that got me, Hey, I love Boz. Come on over. And I'm like, help with ring crew. So definitely helps a lot to say, Hey, you know, it's trained by this guy. And they're like, Oh really? Okay. Come on over. Help train, helps up the ring. And uh, if there's a spot, we'll give you one. Now you had this really crazy match at Rockford damage a few weeks ago. Oh. It was you, Scott yes. Spade and Kazile. And this thing was nuts. There were yeah. forks, there were chairs, barbed wire, and you just blood a gusher. So what was that experience like for you? The most, probably the most controversial moment in my career so far. <laughs> Cause uh, I'm supposed to be getting the match back this week. Um, hoping to post that soon for everybody to see. What had happened was um, I had got the okay to do it uh, a week in advance. When I mean the, the bleeding, I got the okay to do that a week in advance. And um, we were put on before intermission. And there had been plenty of hardcore and death matches before in Rockford Damage. They had Masada, they had Dysfunction, uh, they had um, Mongo from the Michigan area. Who all familiar with hardcore stuff? I think Scott Spade might have done one even before that. It's the same with Kazile. So pretty run the mill. There's always a hardcore match and there's usually blood involved. It's my first time doing anything like that, you know. Uh, so I do it. It comes down. It comes down. It comes down more. It keeps coming down. The blood. And it won't stop. So in the moment, I was like, oh, and the ref, Chris, uh, Chris Hedford, who God bless him because he was the entire he was with me the entire time. He's like, you okay? Yeah, okay. You okay? Yeah. When we when we first started coming down, he's like, hey, you gotta relax, you gotta calm down. So it's funny because um that was the might be the only, if not one of the few matches where I wasn't worried about what's the next spot. Because um it's happening and I have to calm down. I have to relax. So I'm literally at the most calmest I could be. So like I wasn't worried about what came next because I kind of I at that point I went with it I, and had the idea okay where are we going next where where are we going to the end and I, I got through it and like after it was cool to after the match you know Scott Spade also bled Kazaya won but I think everybody remembers me <laughs> the mm -hmm. most that's one of those examples of not needing to win to get uh, over or get respect for the crowd. I remember um, getting an ovation. I know a lot of fans left because it scared the hell out of them to see them, to see that much blood. Someone yelled, uh, stop the effing match, get an effing doctor, blah, 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 blah. Like people were furious. People were upset. A couple of <laughs> the bombshell who was there was very upset. <laughs> so uh, we get to the back and uh, 
Jimmy Blaze, who books it, is talking to me. He says, hey, we're talking to Stevie, who's the promoter of Rockford, and he's kind of upset about all the blood. And I'm like, okay, well, it was an accident, so it'll be fine. And then um, after the show, Spade and Jimmy are talking to me again. They're like, hey, uh, we, we're still talking him off this ledge here. He's upset. I'm like, okay. And then I told Stevie to text me and everything after I shook his hand, said goodbye. It was an accident. So I told eventually it led to me getting kicked off the show in May. I wasn't on, I, I got kicked off for like a day and a half and talking to Jimmy about it. Jimmy said, he'll, I, there's plenty of time till then. I think um, he'll, he'll get, I think he'll calm down and you guys will smooth it over. I was like, okay. And I had an idea. I was like, well, if I'm off the show, I'm getting a shirt made of me. There's this one picture of me with the blood and I'm going to have it captioned band in Rockford. <laughs> Cause I'm getting some out of this. I'm either going to get a big pop when I go back in rock for, in May, or I'm going to get, or I'm going to make money off a shirt either, or I'm still winning. So he goes, so I get a hold of Stevie. I call him. Uh, we talk on the phone and um, Stevie's not a wrestler. He's not um, someone who's been in the business. He's a fan who wanted to start a promotion. So there's things he doesn't understand. And there's things he's uh, and I was explaining to him said there was, it wasn't meant to be that bad. It was supposed to be only, you know, enough, mm-hmm. whatever enough is, but, you know, not as bad as it was, like not as just flowing as it was. And I explained it was an accident, but it seemed like he wasn't accepting it as an accident. So, like, I just it was one of those like, all right, well, yeah. And we, we patched out and said, hey, my name is so and so I told I told I had talked to Jimmy. But I talked to him, hey, my name is Soul, so I want to help set up with the ring. I want to help. I want to earn a spot on the show because it's a show in Rockford. I'm from Belvedere. So that was a huge deal for a wrestling show in Rockford. And he said, yes. So then ever since I've been with Rockford Damage, literally, I um, I was going to double book in July of last year, but opted to just go to Rockford and stay and just do that. So we don't have to put any stress on. I got to be here. OK, now I got to haul ass here. And literally, I do. I Rockford, I consider Rockford one of my home promotions. Been the most professional and gone out of my way to be professional, shake everybody's hand. And and um, the fact that I'm going back shows how professional I actually am. You know, it's the truth. It's not an angle. And a couple people hit me up asking if it was an angle. And I said, I wish. In fact, I had the idea to turn it in an angle, but it's not. It doesn't sound like it is. So it doesn't sound like we're going with the idea. So whatever. I had, but like everybody I told this whole situation to wrestler, vet, fans, I would tell the situation to, and they'd be like, well, what did he expect? It's a street fight. (laughs) So there's sharp objects around it. Even if I didn't do it, there's a chance I could get caught up on the barbed wire that was involved. There's a bed of nails. I could have tripped on that, got messed up. But, you know, it's just funny that like, the kid who's not a vet, who's a rookie in the industry and, uh, you know, the hometown kid who will be like, yes, sir. No, sir. Gets the, you know, the crap end of the stick in this situation. And uh, like I said, I'm happy I'm going back in May. I, I know I have no regrets. If I was asked to do it over again, I would do the exact same thing. And if people were like, even with all that blood, I'm like, yeah, well, I have no regrets. I'm so happy with that match. Literally in the moment, I was like, this is this is special. I felt it. This is my match. Like, this is the storytelling that I've watched so many other people do. Like, my idols like Tommy Dreamer and Mick Foley and Triple H. They had this moment in their matches. So, I'm finally having this moment. And no one's going to take that away from me. No one's going to make me feel bad for it. And trust me, I got a lashing from my parents and a lashing from my friends. And I still don't regret it. You know, I understood what they said and I respected them and I apologized for making them worry. But I do it again. And uh, it's funny because like after that, like I said, all these wrestlers and vets and people hit me up asking, well, what's the details? What's the T of all this? And I told I tell them what I just told you. And the answer of like, well, what did he expect? Always comes up. Even there's some people go, well, I see where he's coming from. But at the same time, what did he expect? Especially because he's had this happen before. So pretty much it, 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 I'm going to be back in May now. So it seems like everything's smoothed over. And I've had promoters and other wrestlers hit me up about hard card matches. And I remember I told one saying, I don't know if I'm going to be blading in these. Cause like, I don't want to be that guy who blades every match. 
mm-hmm. or blades every hardcore match. I want it to be special. And when it happens, that's when I know it's that's when you know, okay, holy shit, or excuse me, it, it's special. Yeah. And no offense to the guys who do do that. I understand why they do that. That's no shade at them. I just I want to keep it for me. I don't want to do it too often. That and this was a process to glue up and tape up. And I wrestled the next day too. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I got it. Um, but uh, I remember telling that to them, and the guy and, and the, the gentleman was like, Oh, think of it of like WWE ECW from like 08, 2009. I'm like, Sure, that sounds fun. Uh, some of the stuff, uh, the hardcore matches at Northland, like uh, the one, the one with Joey and Estra, Eddie and um, Stallion, like that one, for example, that's a good example of it. Or my food fight with Adam Stallion that one time, that's another good example of it. Like the, I think hardcore matches could be fun like that. And then I had somebody else or two say, well, we'll take care of you. And then leave it at that. And then my, I just let the thoughts rise. Like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> what do you mean you're going <laughs> to take care of me? Like, are we talking money? Are we talking this? Are we talking creatively? Like, are we talking creatively? Or like, what do you mean? But like, of course, it's wrestling. So you, you just wait till it happens. Or you wait till they approach you with the opportunity. And then you go from there. But no, like I said, bottom line. No regrets, zero regrets. A lot of people want to watch that match because all the people that saw the photos were mesmerized. And it just and I, like I just told you, I had people hit me up about the match from pictures. Imagine when they see the video. <laughs> imagine when they see the match. I can only imagine what's going to happen. So definitely look forward to that. I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad we got to work it out. And uh, I know I just aired out a lot of dirty laundry, but that's but it was such a hot topic. And you see all this stuff going on on Facebook. And people are asking me these questions, asking if it's an angle or not. It's not, you know, and it, it's one of the craziest things so far in my career. Uh, it's good. Uh, another event happened recently, but we won't get into that because it's too fresh. But it's funny now all this. I'm apparently making waves in people's lives that like people are doing stuff about it. So I'm like, let I live rent free in your mind, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's turn the page a little bit. Uh, yeah. The LGBTQ plus community, and you had a fantastic opportunity last Labor Day weekend where you Absolutely. competed in a six-person scramble on Effie's Big Gay Brunch. And Mateo and Joy Maybray also worked the tag team gauntlet. So what was that experience for you as part of the community to be part of the Big Gay Brunch? Me, I came with my gear because that was instilled in me, always bring your gear. But uh, I was there for Mateo and Joey and to help with ring crew and to get my name out there. So I approached um, when we got to the building, I approached Brett Lauderdale. I gave him the spiel. Hey, my name is so-and-so. I, I rode with Mateo and Joey. I'm here to help with anything you need. Mind you, GCW had that weekend, that, that whole weekend there. So yep. they had like three or four shows by that point. And I'm sure Brett heard that probably 50 times. So Brett, so Brett was like, yeah, yeah, uh, go, uh, go help with the chairs. Like, sure. Effie comes in, give the same spiel to Effie. First thing Effie asks is, do I have my gear? <laughs> in my head, I'm having a like episode where I'm like, oh, but it, in person, at least I hope I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, I do. He said, OK, I might have something for you. Open out. I tell Joey the look on Joey Mateo's faces when I told them said everything. So. I texted Boz, I texted Hades, and I texted uh, Axel Rico because those are the three kind of trainers of CSW. Boz and Hades said, congrats, have fun, be careful. Axel didn't see the message. What I found out later is Axel was at the building. Axel was um, in the crowd, and he didn't get any service. So he didn't get he didn't see my message. A lot of the CSW people were in the crowd, a, lot, a couple students, a uh, wrestler or two. Like Axel, I know Gonzo was there. Shelly was there, of course. She was there to support Mateo and Joey. Uh, Sky Blue was there. Uh, a couple people. Sky knew because she was able to go in the back. And uh, I told her and she goes, okay. And so there's that video that got popular on my social media of Gonzo and Sky filming Shelly when my music hits. And they tell Shelly, hey, Shelly, get on the chair. She goes, well, why? And he goes, just look. She gets on the chair. He's got her phone ready to take a picture of whoever's going to come out. But she sees me burst out of the curtain. That's when she starts screaming. <laughs> and it was the most genuine reaction I've ever seen, like genuine happiness, you know, because 
you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's people who are like, there's people in wrestling who are happy for you, but you know, deep down they'd be like, well, shit, but me, that's already up. But no, this is, but this is one of those genuine happiness, like to see me come out on that big stage. And I remember again, service was not great in that building. I came back from a match. Phone would not stop going off. My Twitter is blowing up and I got all these followers now. I'm like, Oh my God. I literally, I forgot who was in the room. I think Mike Bailey might've been, my phone won't stop going off. What is happening? And they're all just laughing at me. Um, it was, it was crazy. Cause, uh, then, um, Axel's reaction. He, like I said, he didn't see the message. He hears my music and goes, who's coming out to Greg's music. And then when he saw me come out, he literally let out a scream too. He goes, Oh my God. And, uh, <laughs> so I was like, you know, a lot of people were genuinely happy for me and that made my day. I was on a high for a week, a week. Like Lily, I go, I went to work, had a, had a crappy day at work, but like, I was still grinning, you know, I was like, Oh my God, I did it. So since then, it just, that's when, that was one of those deals where like, I got into wrestling, not knowing pretty much. I got into wrestling going, Oh, see what happens. Let's see how far we can get. And they do that in under not even two years. My two year anniversary was January. So that was like a year and a couple months. And I'm just like, I've done so much and there's still so much to do, which is so exciting and so fun. And I'm excited to do all of it, you know? So I, that's why I tell people, I was like, listen, if you listen, don't, don't be, don't go your life and go, well, what if I tried? Give it a try. If it doesn't work out and you can at least say, well, I tried. It just didn't work out, you know, because don't be don't sit there and go, well, what if? Because that will keep you up at night. That's mm-hmm. the kind of stuff that keeps you up at night. So, like, I'm glad I went, well, what if? And then I, I got into it and tried it. And I've been here since. And I got plenty of shows still. And, you know, I'm got, I got some big trips coming up, too. Uh, getting out of the state, out of the uh, Midwest, in fact. So definitely looking forward to all of that and going from there. But definitely um, I, I, I will forever be in debt to Effie for doing that. And uh, because of him, it's helped me. It's helped get even more noticed by people. And speaking of notice, you also were in the most recent edition of the QWI 200. So that was pretty cool for you. Yeah, I was in it. Um, what blew my mind was when I made it 2021 because I had just left PPW. PPW, see, he didn't, the guy that runs it what doesn't let you take bookings. You won't, You can only wrestle for him and nobody else. They ran weekly, but they the only time they'd get a full house was once a month. All those other weeks, you're wrestling in front of three to ten people. And then, you know, after a while, it's like, okay, this is a small roster as is. And they got to the point where, like, okay, I got to leave. Pretty much, I, if I'm going to learn anything, I got to leave. So that's how I ended up with CSW. Mm-hmm. So when I ended up on that list, I think it was in, like, the – I forgot what number it was, but it wasn't too far. It was, like, literally, like, probably, like, the first 10 they announced from like 200 onward mm-hmm. uh, to see me on that list. I was like, why? <laughs> like, how does anybody know me? I literally had like two months under my belt at that point after I left there. Yeah. I was wrestling for by that point, probably like nine months when I made that list. It's like, okay, sure. But then after brunch, uh, after brunch, I knew I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to be on that list, <laughs> you know, and then all the, all the other stuff. And like, just to read the articles on everybody and see how detailed the reports are of everybody was crazy. Cause like, it's like literally like these are these, the, the, the person who wrote the article is like literally studying everything we're all doing. So to see, to sort of see me on the list and to see me as high as I was like, Again, a blessing. So I definitely appreciated that. And it was great to see Joey and Mateo go even further than they were. Even land like further, which mm-hmm. is crazy. And uh, I I love that for them. And because it's funny, because like, of course, they don't release the whole list. They release it. Here's an article. I think they release it. Here's an, an article once a week or an article every day. I don't remember. But um, but yeah, they dropped the article. And then they weren't on that one. They weren't on that one. They weren't on that one. And I'm like. You two are on this list. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you you're on the list. 
Sure enough, they were on the list. <laughs> it's like, why are you two even worried about it? You're on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's but, just one of those things they move in pieces. Like, yes, uh, and you're like, well, what if or whatever, and then they move the next group and the next group and so on. Yeah, and you got that doubt. Like, what if I'm not in it at all? You know, it's like, no, you two are definitely in it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a list if you guys aren't aren't even on it. You know. All right, let's talk a little bit about all heel wrestling. And I'm very excited yes. about this show. I will be there in person on the 19th. And you are the number one contender for the AHW World Championship held by Mateo Valentine. Yes. It will be Mateo's first title defense. And is it your first ever uh, chance at a title? No, I've had plenty. I've had uh, okay. a couple other title matches. But it's one of, one of your first chances at a championship. Mm, probably six. I don't know. There's a couple. But no, like, uh, but um. To be in the main event, that's my second time ever. It's my second time ever in the main event. So that's it's a big deal to me. This match is very important. It's important for a lot of things. Of course, me us two representing, you know, the LGBT community, and then us two being as tight as we are, and then us two, you know, having a feud. And uh it's it's a blessing, you know. We get a lot, but yeah, I just it's one of those things I could say a million things about it, and all I know is it's gonna be a really good match. I know it is because like I know how passionate we both are about it, and it's something you're not going to want to miss. I think it's going to be something people are going to be talking about too afterward. Yeah, what do you have to do to beat Mateo in a match like that? He's got quite the arsenal of maneuvers and moves. Just beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, be a little I, rough with him. <laughs> no, I'm pretty. I'm pretty simple. Just like I may not be able to do the flashy stuff, but I can punch you. <laughs> I can kick you. I mean, I could do some flashes of like I started doing this one thing where um you shoot me off and I up and over onto the apron. <laughs> and then, of course, I do the top rope. Uh, I do the knee drop off the top. Like I'm slowly starting to get more comfortable with, you know, doing springboard stuff. Just sucks because like CSW's Academy, it's in a garage practically. So the ro- the roof's like right here above your head. So like there's not you can't really springboard as much as you want. It's usually all right, second rope offense, you know, <laughs> dropping the axe handle <laughs> off the second rope. But it is what it is, you know. I'm sure one I'm sure someday I'll be flying around doing suicidas and all this crazy stuff that I probably shouldn't be doing. But I'm like, you know what? I want to though. Let's let's do it. But no, like pretty much eh, if you want to beat him, just fight him. <laughs> He'll fight back. But I think I think uh Throw a couple of haymakers in there. You'll, you'll get the hang of it. Yeah, Mateo is definitely more of the finesse type of athlete. You're a little bit more of the brawler. Yeah, if he gets you in a hole, you might be screwed, but yeah. you can get out of it. <laughs> and also, we're going to talk a little bit more about AHW. It's the March of War. That's yes. Sunday, March the 19th, Starlight Skate Park in Winthrop Harbor. If you get to Wisconsin, you've gone too far. <laughs> it's uh, Doors are at 2. Three is the bell. And then also on the show will be Eric Schultz against the debuting Eddie the Bruiser Cruz. AHW Midwest Championship. CJ Cole defends against Pauly Tomaselli. We have a last man standing match for the AHW Hybrid Championship. Percy Drews defends against Demented Chucky Bates. Plus, I'm very excited for this match, and you probably will be too. Missa Kate against Bombshell Shelley Benson. And then we have Cody James and Gunnar Wicks in a grudge match. And we're also going to see Joey Jet Avalon and Sierra make their all-heel wrestling debuts. So it's an action-packed card. So tell me a little bit about your experiences with the all heel wrestling management. And they seem to be very open to ideas. Yeah. A lot of fun matches and every match seems to have a story and it has some sort of meaning. It's for a title. It's for a contendership. There's some sort of big storyline behind it. So what do you, how do you feel about working for all heel? So them kind of like Steve that runs Rockford there, they, they, they aren't wrestlers. Uh, they got into it because they're fans of it. They are hardcore fans of it like literally they love all of us they are huge fans of us all they like constantly go to shows like uh heathen and um i'm blanking on her name she's gonna kill me when i see her amber but amber yes amber and heathen were at, go to pow shows i go to bruce city shows and again you know they probably shouldn't be as open as i am about this but you know they get they get a lot of crap from people and i don't understand it because like like i said they're huge fans of us they take care of us um and their shows aren't mud shows per se they they literally are booking some of the best guys out of chicago and wisconsin like a lot of the bruce city guys are there a lot of scott listen to the names you just announced shelly missa kate who's one half of the nwa women's tag champs um you know joey avalon who's that's definitely nobody to sneeze at yeah sierra too she's great 
Um, and then like, you know, Eddie's awesome. Like Eddie should be a lot more places than he is. So like definitely look out for Eddie. Eric's great. Like they, they're booking us, nay, they're booking, they're booking us and they're usually booking us against each other. So there's no real danger here <laughs> that a lot of people would like to make you think because, oh, they're mercs who, are, who run a show. It was like, no, they're actually really respectable, professional. I know there's one guy who doesn't agree with that if he's listening. Uh, that's another story, though. Uh, but uh, no, I, I've had they are just they're cake to work with. And literally, you, like you said, easy to give ideas to. And like they love listening to it. And I got a couple ideas. I'm going to be telling them when I see them. And like I said, like the match with Mateo, you know, they wanted that match. Um, I think we were supposed to do it last month, but we ended up getting double booked mm-hmm. and um, it, it's going to be exciting. Cause like they really wanted the match. Um, and it's funny too. Cause uh, I remember when they saw the match with me and Joey at Northland, they were like, yeah, we're going to have you guys do that at AHW. Cause like I had a couple other matches I was supposed to do, but it got changed and they got changed. And then it was like, Oh, Hey, you're going to work Joey again. I'm like, sure. <laughs> Can't really twist my arm to work Joey. I mean, hell yeah. <laughs> it's funny too because that was like a quadruple shot weekend and i worked joey in all four matches that's like, funny it was a four-way a three no no it was a three-way another three-way a singles match and then a tag like but all of them involved me and joey and it was probably it, it actually i put that weekend up with brunch because that was like one of the most fun weekends i think it, which is crazy because i was stressing about it thinking oh my god how am i gonna hold up but it ended up being so fun and the high didn't last as long, but I was definitely I was definitely having a ball of a time. And also this coming weekend, you've got Power Entertainment, Saturday Night Fights on March the 18th at the T-Wood Bar and Grill in Wooddale. And you've been a pretty integral part of some of their shows recently and teaming up with Trog the Caveman as the yes. Bone Daddies. So what's that experience been like with you with Pow and then Trog teaming up with him? Uh, the like when I said um, I, I, I helped with setting up rings in Rockford. Of course, Jimmy was the booker of Rockford, so that led me into coming into Powell. And uh, I'd help out with Powell as much as I could. At the time, though, I was I was committed with Northland, and Northland and Powell ran the same days. So um, this year, though, I'm mostly I'm committed more with Powell than I am with Northland. Because like Northland's a lot more for like the students of CSW, and you know they help get us uh, a booking a place to wrestle, you know, that sort of deal. And, you know, I, I got pow. I'm going to be coming back to Northland soon, uh, but I've def- definitely been doing the more on the pow side. Uh, Trog, though, it was funny because I saw Trog as a fan. He, he wrestled on a show in Rockford when I was a fan a couple of years ago. So I got to see him there. So when I got to share a locker room with him for the first time, I told him that story and he was like tickled pink. He goes, oh man, that's crazy. And then to be able to have a feud with him up in Michigan and then uh, tag with him and pow has been awesome. Me, we, us and uh, BMI had a wonderful feud and uh, our blow off that we had recently was just awesome. Like I, I, Jamie race and Mike idol are two of the most easiest guys you can wrestle. And they're so cool. And they're, they know how to tell a story and they get over or they get heat I absolutely adore working those guys. And these matches have been some of the most fun matches I've had. You know, definitely one of my favorite programs so far. And of course, we talked a lot about CSW. We also have a show at CSW. It's called Lucky You on Friday night, March the 17th. That's at the American Legion in Franklin Park. Do you have any idea what you're doing that night yet? Uh, nothing I can share. Uh, okay. Hopefully, uh, it should be announced, obviously, before the show. But uh, I know... Uh, Miller better watch his ass next CSW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a crazy guy, man. He's a dangerous dude. You got to be careful with that guy. But we have to remember, Chris Miller sucks. <laughs> Although he is called the career killer, so you don't want to get on the too bad of a side of him. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> what they say. And this show also features... The former WWE superstar Swaggle is a special guest. We have CSW champion Axel Rico facing Shane Hollister. Sky Blue versus Heather Reckless was just announced. That's going to be a terrific match. And then we have CSW Metro Division champion superstar Steve Boz against JJ Garrett. And this next match is going to be a lot of fun too. Conan Lycan of the Hate Keepers against the debuting in CSW Warhorse. So yes. great show coming up. Definitely. That's funny. So you, you mentioned Swaggle. Swaggle was at the Rockford show. And we're in intermission. 
like I said, I got the ovation after the match. And then like when I got cleaned up and all well, cleaned up, I wasn't, I was still tripping. I came back. Uh, I came back during the intermission, got an ovation again, just saying. Uh, but uh, I'm standing over by Swackle and uh, by the tables. And I just hear, hey, buddy, buddy. Turn around, Swackle has this big grin. He goes, hey, how about you move down further? You're kind of, kind of bleeding everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and like he wasn't being, he wasn't being a jerk about it. He, like I said, he was smiling and laughing. But he moved down a little further. I was like, "Oh, sorry, man, my bad." <laughs> he, want to get, he doesn't want to get any of that blood on his merch. Yeah, yeah, it's reasonable. It's very reasonable. <laughs> so yeah, I, I moved down. So it's funny to see him again at CSW, and then to see him again at JWA at the end of the month too. So it's like I keep seeing him now. It's uh, awesome because, like, like I said, he was one of those guys that grew up watching and. um to you know, be able to share locker rooms with these people, nuts. So. All right, Greg. Uh, before we let you go, go ahead and share your social media, whatever mm-hmm. merchandise you might have, and your upcoming events starting with the seventeenth. Yeah. So we got. Um, uh, so you can follow me at DFB Greg Murray on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you want to watch matches of mine that are on there. Uh, uh, you check out my Twitch channel, Shellshock Network, and Shellshock Network VOD on YouTube for any of the old VODs to watch me stream. I play a lot of video games and such. And then uh, for shows, we got uh, on the 17th, we got Chicago Star Wrestling in uh, Franklin Park. We got Pow at, at uh, Wooddale, uh, HW Winthrop Harbor. The 24th, you got Fusion in Villa Park. And then 25th, you got JWA in Janesville. All right, Greg. Thank you so much for coming on. We got to have you on again so at some point. We got to maybe talk some video games at some point as well. Oh, absolutely. I'm down. Definitely. I'm always down for part twos and more interviews. So, all right. And we'll see you on the 19th. And best of luck against Mateo Valentine at All Hill Wrestling. Absolutely. Thank you. Great conversation with the DFB, Greg Murray, just two years into the business, and he's done some pretty crazy things already, and he's got a great career ahead of him. Very talkative, very fun guy, very prideful, and this is a guy you got to keep your eye on, as well as a lot of those other guys from that CSW camp of Steve Boz. Next week, we'll recap the events of the weekend, including CSW and AHW. And we're going to preview AAW Epic, the 19th anniversary event that's coming up at 115 Bourbon Street in Marionette Park on March the 24th as we welcome the special guest for our very first time, AAW executive producer Trent Zuberi. We'll have that all right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody. Everybody.